Growing up homeless can set someone up for two things, hopelessness or a drive to excel in ways they may have never even thought of otherwise. Short intro today because I just want to get into that story of perseverance and self-improvement. Welcome to Let's Get to Know Each Other, a podcast hosted by me, Tanner DeVore, where I interview students just like you to talk to them about what their lives have been like. On today's episode, we get to know Isaiah Bogan. Hello, Isaiah. How you doing? Good. How are you? Great, great. Make uh, me better. <laughs> uh, did you have a good St. Patrick's Day yesterday? Um, nah, just um, a normal, stereotypical day. That's all. Just school, work, and yeah, resting. Yeah. I was telling my girlfriend this earlier, but I was wondering if they chose to have one of our wellness days after St. Patrick's Day yeah. on purpose, <laughs> knowing that after classes, people are going to be drinking and not want to go to school the next right, day. Right, I know, right? It's college, by the way, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So um, you wanted to come on today and share a couple of stories? Yeah, for sure, you know what I'm saying? Get something off my chest, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. Um, uh, you know, me growing up, I struggled a lot. Just, you know, just me growing up, um, I was homeless. From, I think, 4 to 12, I was homeless. Where? Uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, okay. And um, just throughout my life, it was very hard, you know, sleeping on bus stops, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. car, house to house, um, sleeping in the parking lot on the floor, you know, it was very hard, you know, especially as a little guy, looking at your mom, you know what I'm saying, she couldn't do nothing, you know, she's crying, can't do nothing, ain't no man in our life, ain't nobody trying to help, you know what I'm saying, I don't know where, where my family was, my older brothers, it was just me, my mom, my brother, and my sister. You know, say so we we just struggled, and you know, like that, yeah. So, when did this start? What age were you? Um, four years old. Four years old. About four or five, yeah. Is there anything that led up to it? Like why? Why didn't it happen? Yeah. I don't know. As a kid, you know, as a kid, you tend not to look at that. Um, like I don't know. I just know we was moving. Right. But we was moving going into homelessness, you know what I'm saying? Right. I guess my mom couldn't pay the bills or anything like that. I remember, you know, you know, as kids, you have flashes, you know what I'm saying, yeah. of, of when you've grown up. And I seen that, I was like, why are we moving? You know what I'm saying? She said she couldn't pay the bills. And she was a single mom, you know, right. taking care of three kids, which is very hard, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah, I think that's what led, I think I think she couldn't pay the bills. Um, I never seen my mom with a job. I seen her working at daycare. They said, my, my, my older sister said she had a daycare job. And I never seen my mom have really had a job like that early on in my life. How old are you right now? I'm 22. 22. Okay, I'm 23. So that's like early 2000s. That's yeah. around the the housing crisis when. For real? Yeah, when all the. Oh wow! I yeah. didn't know that. Um, while the hedge funders and the the housing market crashed because they it had a lot of money in it. I'm not gonna actually go into it because I don't know too much about stocks yeah. and I'm gonna say something wrong and yeah. look silly. Yeah. But yeah, that's when the housing crisis happened and there was a, that's when we went into our really bad recession. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what did you, what did you guys do during this time? Uh, we was now we was on and off, but four to 12, I was homeless four times. So we was on and off like that, but we did okay. have a stable house. I would say from when I was in, 
third grade all the way to six. So, but we were still on and off, you know what I'm saying? And, right. um, yeah, we was on and off. It was just struggling, struggling. And then we had the foreclosure again, I believe in 2009 or eight ish, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It had again, then we had to move with a friend, and then we had to move to a hotel. And they had to move to Chicago. And that's when I went to Chicago. So, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So then 12 years old, it yeah. stops. What's that looking like? Uh, so we moved back to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. And um, uh, the thing is, so I go to school for three years. So I, I lost a lot of schooling. I was very behind academics and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And uh, we went to Chicago. She wouldn't put me in Chicago because Chicago was so bad. I remember one weekend in Chicago, um, 25 people died, you know, around my right. area. So she said, no, you're not going to Chicago. We'll move back up to Milwaukee and everything like that. And we never did. She just stayed in Chicago. My mom was, you know, she was making a lot of bad decisions. I don't put my mom on blast like that, you know what I'm saying? But she was making a lot of bad decisions. And uh, she's like, no. Nah. So one thing I went, I went to school and forced myself into um, middle school, eighth grade, because I wanted to graduate. I want to have that feeling of graduating because they so told me. she didn't, but she didn't want to put you in it. So what did you? Because I, I went to education. I was very right. Good. You went up to the middle school. Yeah, and were like put me in. Yeah, like oh, and in. they did. Yeah, they did, but I wasn't in the system. They were supposed to put me in. Oh, I was okay. not in the system. So I basically was giving this boy just free education, right? Because I wanted to graduate, but they told me that I really supposed to be in high school. But they said, oh, I want to have that feeling of graduating, you know, yeah. doing something about, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah, wow. That I'm still surprised about that, so I have to clarify again. Like the uh, the principal, yeah, superintendent. No, the principal and the assistant principal. Oh, and and school. so they they were just like this kid wants an education. Yeah, let's give it to him basically yeah. under the table. Yep, that's really cool of them. Yeah, that's awesome of them. Yeah. Wow. So okay, so you get into middle school. Yes. And how does that go? Because you didn't have much schooling prior to that so yeah. how are um, you starting off so that's uniform school i was very behind um i couldn't read a sentence i couldn't i couldn't really read i was on a fourth grade reading level gotcha not until later on but but yeah i was very very behind math just everything i had to catch up catch up catch up yeah and i graduated i, tr- I you know as i tried my hardest and they said hey you put in enough work so you could graduate and that's what i did and that's when um my uncle was about to move mm-hmm. and so we had to move back up to Milwaukee with my sister. And yeah, so that, and then I had to go to high school in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, Vincent High School. So yeah, that's how that happened. All right. And then, so I guess we'll just keep going up the line. So then high school? Oh, so high school, uh, it was very hard, very different. Um, you know, the culture in Chicago and mm-hmm. Milwaukee is totally different. Where, uh, what part of Chicago were you in? Uh, West Side of Chicago. West Side. Okay. West Side of Chicago. Um, it's by Garfield Park, West Side, Garfield okay. Park. Yeah. So while I was in high school or whatever, it was totally different. You know, thousands of people, you know, thousands of kids, you know. My gateway was football. You know, I found out love and passion was football. But high school was also hard because I was verbally bullied a lot. It might sound funny, but it was mostly by women, by, by girls. It's yeah, yeah, it's mostly by girls. They Why? Come, uh, you, you you asked them, you know what I'm saying? Like they were saying, or oh, you're you look disgusting, you're unattractive, you never gonna be nothing in life, stuff like that. It was mostly, you know, guys do it too, you know, as guys, but women, you know, I, I I feel like women are more verbally aggressive. They you know, they ah oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And uh, they were just coming after, you know what I'm saying, out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. 
Yeah, I guess that happened a little bit at my school, but girls usually made fun of other girls. They didn't really start. They didn't really make fun of the guys. Oh, oh wow, for real? Yeah, and yeah. then and then the guys would just make fun of each other. Oh, yeah. But at my school, I don't know probably the culture and environment, but you know what I'm saying. Mo mostly every day it was like that. You know, nobody wanted to be around me like that unless it was about football. You know, saying like that, and no, this is very hard. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah. traumatizing to where you know, it led to up to a lot of things in my life. You know, what I'm saying. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but you play football here at EIU, right? Um, no, I'm trying to walk on this coming okay. up summer. Okay. So yeah. What do you want to play? Uh, most likely slot receiver. And what inspired me to play was um, seeing um, Cole Beasley. His name is Cole Beasley. Uh, Wes Walker and um. I forgot Emmanuel Sanders. They, you know, they short. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And their body of work imitates mine, so I can see myself within that. You know what I'm saying? And they keep me motivated and keep me going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they they kind of show you the path there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, you also wanted to talk a little bit about responsibility. Yes. What about it? Um, adopting <laughs> responsibility is very hard. Making the right choices in life. You know what I'm saying? Through even um. Especially through high school, I'd make a lot of bad choices, you know what I'm saying? Being lazy, not working out, you know what I'm saying? Not working as hard like I should have, you know what I'm saying? Uh, with education, it was very hard, very frustrated. You know, I didn't like it because I wasn't good reading math and stuff like that. But you have to adopt responsibility just, you know, through your actions, the choices you make in life. And yeah, and yeah. Right. No, <laughs> I get I get that. Um, you like to sing R&B. I'm not gonna ask you to do it. Okay. I'm not gonna ask <laughs> yeah. you to do it. Um, I just wanted to ask where that started from. Oh, where it started from? It started from when we were young, when we were when we were stable. Um, we watched me and my sisters, uh, me and my me and my sister, and my brother. We watched this movie called um, "The Preacher's Wife" with Will Smith and uh, Winnie Houston. Not Will Smith, Denzel Washington, Winnie Houston. And Winnie Houston was saying she was a church girl, mm -hmm. and that was the first time I did it. So I wanted to get into that. You know, I didn't want to get into it, but I just, you know, I was just trying to sing like that, which I couldn't. You know what I'm saying? But I tried. You know, I got a little voice on me. You know, I got a little cold right now, so I can't. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I won't yeah. ask you to sing. But <laughs> he was singing when I was running the audio check before we started recording, <laughs> and he was good. But I won't ask you to sing. Yeah. So. What are you trying to major in? Um, mass communication. Mass communication. Uh, keep it straight. I just want to do something with communications because um, I had a speech impediment growing up. As also, I learned disability in a speech impediment. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was very hard for me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Being behind. You know, the teacher asked you to read in front of the class. You uh, it, uh, and stuff like that. It was just very hard. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Yeah, I. I, I thought that I had dyslexia when I was in middle school. I went to get tested for it, and they were making me do these reading tests and these math tests and writing tests. And at the end of it, they said, no, you're not dyslexic. You just have ADHD. And I was so convinced that I did because I was seeing like the letters were backwards or I'd flip them or wow. the numbers were switched around, and I was seeing it. And they were like, no, you don't have it. And I was like, so what? What is wrong with me then? Because <laughs> I'm seeing these letters and numbers switched around. And then once they said that I didn't have it, though, it just stopped. So I don't know if I tricked wow. my brain. Oh, wow. Okay. Thinking that I had it because I just like started researching it or something. And okay. I don't know. But actually, I don't want to talk about myself. Yeah. It's not about right. Me. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
we'll talk in person that yeah yeah this, IRL. This, but Let's one thing i will out. say about uh, uh one thing i will say when adopting responsibility you have to get to know yourself as a human being don't lie to yourself um don't look at yourself as your race or just being a man or a woman. You know, get to get to know yourself as a, a human being. Mm-hmm. And once you start there, then you live through life free. I mean, don't be, you know, an idiot walk through an idiot walk through like I'm a woman, I'm free, this, that, this, that, knowing what comes with that, you know what I'm saying? Through mm-hmm. our society, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I won't get political here, but you know what I'm saying? But just get to know yourself as a human being, what you want to go, wh- where you want to go, where you want to be in life, and just make that choice in life. And how uh, do you realize what that is though like where do you start if you don't know uh you start by uh actually just asking yourself questions you know what i'm saying because for me you know in the african-american community you're supposed to be a certain way you know what i'm saying act a certain way talk a certain way you know and if you deviate from that or you you're this you're that i was at a point in my life where i was going down with kill and um i had to ask myself who am i you know what I'm saying? who am i and once i did that um I started looking up people like Jordan Peterson. Uh, doc, he's a clinical psychologist. They talk about people adopting responsibility just for their life. I read his book, 12 Rules of Life, An Antidote to um, Chaos. And I was just reading it. He said, pick up your shoulders and walk straight, you know what I'm saying, through life, because life's going to be hard. You know, just be you. Don't try to imitate somebody. Don't try to be a character throughout life, because people's going to see it, you know what I'm saying? Now we're in popular culture. We are in that. People's, you know, shutting out fakeness and stuff like that. So just be you, you know what I'm saying? No, no matter what. And once you do that, you, you can be set free and just be the best human you could possibly be. So, yeah. So after after kind of realizing that and going through that journey, what is Isaiah right now? Or what's he trying to be? Uh, Isaiah is trying to be just the best human you could possibly be. Um, just try to bridge the gap of, oh, it's kind of hard. Just trying to, ooh, snaps. Just... You can take a second to think about it because yeah. I can I can cut space and just put it together. Yeah. I'd be like, wow, we thought of that response so fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so who's who's Isaiah? So I, I think Isaiah just trying to. Oh no! Oh, that's a good question. No, just uh, just just try to be the best human you could possibly be. Just interacting with people in a nice, kind way, not in a like ratchet, this that goofy way. You know, to ah, uh, that's a good question. I, I, I I just can't answer it, you know, in that in that way. Oh no, like, you know, just be you in a positive light as a human being. You know what I'm saying? After college, what do you want to do? Um, my goal is is just try to be an NFL player, and with that, I'm gonna try to walk on this. I have two more years left, so this football season coming up next year. I only had two seasons to show that I could really play and try to get to that next level. So yeah. Okay, so you're a sophomore right now. So let's say 10's too long, but five seems too short because you still got two years. Um, let's say like six, seven years. Where do you see yourself? Six, seven years. I, I still see myself within the NFL. Or it's, you can do all your life, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. something else. And that is, what is your next passion? What makes you, you know, ambitious? You're having that curiosity in life, you know what I'm saying? And, and, um, and the next passion that I do have, I figure it out through this college career is uh, telling my story like we did before, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Telling that you come from the bottom and make it to the top. So we've got Isaiah's football career. Right after that, we have yeah. Isaiah, the author. Yeah. So then what Isaiah do we have after that? All right, after that, um, 
You've got reflective Isaiah. Yeah, you still grow, you still learn. You know what I'm saying? Um, throughout life, I have a mentor. Mm-hmm. He's about like 65 years old. He's still learning about life. He just learned something new. You know what I'm saying? I forgot what he learned, but he just you know what I'm saying he he learned something new about life. He's 65 years old. Like whoa, like he's almost you know kind of oldish, and you know you still grow, you still learn. You know what I'm saying? Just know where you're going and knowing where you want to be. You know what I'm saying? Don't, yeah. don't, don't tell yourself a lie. You know what I'm saying? And work for it. That's one thing about putting the work. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I wake up between um, five and seven o'clock every day uh, to get my day started. I go to a weight room every day. I try to read 15 minutes a day. Um, so I have a checkoff list on my wall, like read 15 minutes check, rest check, stretch check, workout check, um, assignments check, check, check. I do that, you know, to keep myself. And sometimes I feel like I'm unsuccessful when I um, oversleep, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, man. But you know what I'm saying? You could get that back in time. That's so disciplined. Yeah, you have to discipline yourself. Like to be the best, to to be the best you want to be, you have to discipline yourself. You yeah, I agree. I'm not good at writing down what my plans are each day. Oh, for real? Yeah, oh, you do I th- it. I think about them and then I try to do them. But when I, I just can't get in the habit of writing them down. Uh, when you write something, uh, it demands you do it. If you don't, then right. like, dang, like you checking yourself. You basically talking to yourself, like dang, I ain't do it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you should try it. You know what I'm saying? For real. Yeah. I wish I was good with planners. Seem really useful. And also for me to do that, I had to isolate myself from the world to get to know myself as a human being. It's right. I have social media. Um, only have Gmail or you had to text me. So that's one thing I do. Yeah. So your love for football, where does that start? Um, it started when like, you were a kid and you were talking yeah. about it. Yeah. So when I first started, love football, I see this guy named Dino Driver. He played for the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Yeah, that's the first time I seen him catch the ball right down the field. You know, I seen Chris Johnson who who ran a two four in the boy yard dash. I seen like, oh wow, I want to do that one day. You know what I'm saying? And I just go outside as a little kid. And my my big brother used to throw me the ball, and that's how I found it. Yeah. Nice. How uh, how often do you guys play? Uh, when I was a little kid. Yeah. Uh, mostly every time he used to come over. But when I used to go outside, I used to play with the guys down the street. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. You're wanting to do mass communications. What are you wanting to do with that? Go into which part of mass communications? Uh, media, probably. Um, media? Just to keep that with me, you know what I'm saying? One of the reasons I thought about mass communication because it's, it's communication to help me talk better. Because I used to, uh, it, uh, you know, just help me fluently you know, talk right. better, you know what I'm saying? So I could interact with people like you. Yeah. Like speech classes? Yeah, speech classes. Yeah. Um, yeah classes that you have to speak up right yeah so those yeah. are nerve-wracking classes yeah like our radio class where you ask us questions and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah like that. oh i don't notice this about people usually so it when you were doing it i was like oh like cool i i noticed this about you and i was like that's cool of him but i just said cool too many times but uh i noticed that you you're very aware and open to uh walking up and just saying hi and introducing yourself oh, yeah. and i don't see that with people oh you know yeah i, I try to oh, i try to bridge that gap of people be comfortable with people you know right. in our society you know what i'm saying people you know expect like oh my god he's this he's that he she's this she's right. that you know what I'm saying? just come and say hey how you doing you know what i'm saying like that and um and that stems from a place of just like wanting to work at that wanting to get better yeah, at that. yeah this so you're like be the best you could possibly be a way that you're saying? doing that is being I know, like hey. nah i know where about i'm not stupid i know where boundaries are set right you know what yeah saying? No. situational shifts and stuff like that right but yeah I, yeah definitely i'll say hey hey how you doing you know this is that this that i made a lot of cool friends um yeah you know know that in our class and um 
international communications. Um, mm-hmm. It's four of us in there that have a group chat together. That oh. we talk about our assignments together. Have we motivated each other? We don't give our answers whatsoever. That's one thing we don't right. do. But um, motivate each other. We keep each other going. You know, I'm on the second page, and then motivate somebody. Say, "Oh, I'm on the first page." I say, "Hey, you gotta catch up, man. Come on, let's get it." Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, what's a story from your childhood that, like, with something you did with friends, or just something that you remember? Um, it was this movie doing called, that. You it was this movie called Sandlot. I okay. like the movie. Yeah. Although as a kid, I, I could imitate myself as they you know running around doing this, looking at looking at that, you know, saying that older girl you have a crush on, you know, that you can't get with her, but you just try to get that one kiss, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they try to get that kiss. You feel like you're just the richest guy in the world if you just get that kiss, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Yeah, as a stereotype, you know, as a little boy growing up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting though because people people will do so many different things between each other as when we're kids, because like I I was like that watching Sandlot or just running around yeah. outside doing whatever, and then my my one of my roommates uh, when he was a kid, his they were walking around. His friend like pulled some wires, and there was a, a blackout on their block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I bet you that was fun. Wasn't and they it? they lived in Chicago too, and I was like, oh my god, you guys like my friends never did that because we were in middle of nowhere all oh, right right and so we like trespassed was the most we did for real oh just to skate or something yeah just to skate or something but they're causing blackouts yeah like, well it's different over there yeah when you were going through school since you started at middle school and yeah. you had to play catch up what are you doing to like make sure that you achieve that um How, what are you doing to get better why do we get better i read yeah. 15 minutes a day like i said uh reading is very mm-hmm. hard for me Still, still to the day, but you have to fall. You have to try to fall in love with reading. Um, read fifteen minutes a day. Um, read what you like. Don't read something that got big words. Up to try to be smart. Right. Be so I read a lot of NFL articles. I read that book I said, "Twelve um, Rules of Life" by Jordan Peterson. And uh, I read a lot of NFL articles. I read about just stuff. I'm I'm curious. In, you know what I'm saying? And once I do that, you know what I'm saying? I'll get better. You know what I'm saying about. I say about last year I cannot talk like this whatsoever. I'd be like, uh, uh, ooh, uh, you know. So I had to, I had to, you know. what I'm saying, as an individual, I think that's why a lot of people are trying to define themselves as somebody else. To work on an individual, once you work on yourself, I think your life will be better, you know, in a way. You know, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Uh, skills like that are they're kind of like a muscle, and you have to train them. Yeah, and like being able to read, you've got to. If you want to get better at, it, you got to do it every day. You got to. Yeah go up in difficulty with what you're reading gradually not just skip and yeah. go to a book with words you don't even know yeah yeah so you sound like somebody who's read a lot and has read a lot for yeah. a while now yeah do you have a favorite book or a favorite author uh, or a favorite genre even um right now i say jordan peterson um he's a clean he's a clean psychologist um i look on youtube look at his work too on youtube but he said he had a book out called 12 rules of life Mm-hmm. It actually came out two years ago. I got it last year. I went to Walmart. Um, it cost it like twenty dollars. Um, bought it. And I started reading it. So yeah, what's that about? Uh, it's really about actually just oh, that is it's just about life. You know about about men, about women. Like I said, about adopting responsibility. Yeah, that's really it. You know, just about life, about patriarchy, hierarchy, about you know, about politics, identity po- politics. You know, they talk about a lot about that. Yeah. Okay. Have you have you read the book Sapiens? No, I heard of it. Okay, I don't remember the author, but I can look it up later. But Sapiens, I, I read Sapiens. That's a really good book too. 
um, instead of the, the psychological side of society, which it sounds like this Jordan Peterson yes. book um, talks about. Yeah. I know who Jordan Peterson is, but I haven't read the book. Oh, for real? You know yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. I know who he is. Uh, okay. Yeah, be um, like, like, you know, he was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he's been on podcasts that I've listened to or shows that I've watched. Um, like he's on the show Midnight Gospel that's on Netflix. If if you have Netflix, I recommend watching that. He's on the first episode of it. He plays like this. So it's a, a guy's podcast that they then animated. Yeah. Um, and Jordan Peterson's on the first episode and he's talking about how... Um, since this is for the newspaper, I think I, I mean should that say gospel certain, is isn't it like a cartoon? Yeah. Okay, my friend certain, showed me that. Certain substances should be legalized. Yeah. And there's also a zombie apocalypse happening around. Oh him. yeah, you talk about uh the drug thing. Yeah. Uh, about the drugs. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember that. Uh, my I friend. was dancing around it for the newspaper. I don't know if they want me saying drugs. Oh my bad. No, it's okay. Uh, I, I'll keep it in anyways. But yeah, he was talking about uh the use of. We, drugs yeah they were talking about weed i think yeah yeah mostly. yeah yeah mostly weed he said it's not about i forgot what he said it's, it's not about it's about how much you use it it's the circumstances right. how the way you use it you know what I'm right because people could do it regardless but you gotta inform people this mm -hmm. that this that you know what i'm saying yeah you have to educate and uh yeah try to persuade one way or the other yeah but sapiens goes into more of the the history of people and how we got to the point that we're at now instead of talking about us at this point how we got to this point yeah that's so that's what uh, i i want to go with jordy peterson i've always been fascinated by that yeah yeah i, I want to go with jordy peterson yeah but yeah yeah he talks a lot about mm -hmm. that you know how we came about and stuff like that in your own opinion what do you think uh got us to this point our society um, be anything which aspect of our so society like, are you talking so, about specifically so like, like for me like i for me i think agriculture messed up a lot of things the reason that because it came off people start fighting for land you know what i'm saying and with that um you know you, they built off slavery off that you know, labor mm -hmm. um patriarchy off that monogamy you know the concept of love you know what i'm saying i think there, I think there's an inherent feeling that everybody has deep down, and like this little feeling of greed that drives everybody. Yeah, because that maybe that is maybe that's what uh, is at the root of pushing us to want to procreate and spread our <laughs> DNA around yeah. and Somebody perpetuate the species. It's about the man or yeah. man and woman. Both, both. Okay, yeah. Just when you get down to. When you get down to the most basic level, basic we're just, fundamental. Of yeah, we're just driven to perpetuate our own species, and yeah. so maybe greed is at the center of that. And we're trying to, we always want to be a little bit better, and so that's why the first like king started having the biggest piece of land and the most yeah. food. Yeah, and then they're like, "So I have the most food. That means I'm in charge now." Yeah, and then that's what everything's been about is always trying to get more yeah get more advance get further yeah it's just uh, it's just the way you do it you know what I'm saying? right you gotta do it with structure sometimes you gotta be a little selfish because people you know what i'm saying people go try to tear you down no matter what you know what i'm saying right sometimes you gotta be a little selfish you know especially in the workforce you just have to you know what i'm saying and not you have to become disagreeable you know mm -hmm. so you can't be agreeable right yeah you don't want to be selfish all the time because then you're just an ass. Yeah. but it's okay to be selfish 
in certain situations. Yeah, you don't want to. You be, have to have a balance. You don't want to get walked over. Yeah. You need to know when to be compassionate. You know, sensitive, caring, and you know how to be demanding, aggressive, assertive. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah, if people could try to balance that out, you be you could be um very you know great. I'm not great, but you could be very free. I think or be very you know balanced. Yeah. But then the problem is that the people that are in charge that are causing those problems have so much that they don't want to give it up. Yeah. And the only way that they could do that is if they gave it all up and they don't want to do that. Yeah. Because they already have it. Yeah. I forgot his name. Elon Musk. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Elon? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he's powerful? or? Yeah. He just became the richest man in the world. Do you think that's a problem? Like, But he worked hard for that money. So you think he should he, give that away? He did. But you get to a certain point of wealth and... What you've created now is so widespread and so utilized that it becomes a self-perpetuating machine and you just get more and more money from it without having to really do anything all that new. Okay. Um, so I think he's he's definitely earned it. Like, that's how the business works and okay. that's how he used it. He didn't cheat, as far as we know. <laughs> um, but, like, he didn't cheat to get there. So, like, it is his money, but I think that I, I don't know. Not yeah. I don't want to get political either. But just yeah, yeah. You have to get deep into politics. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah. But yeah, tax the rich so they can help. Yeah, I'll just have that be one long bleep. One long bleep. Yeah, but uh, yeah. But how do you feel about cancel culture? Cancel culture? <laughs> I don't want to be political. Oh, oh, wow. Well, no, is that political though? Is it? I was just gonna make a joke that you're like, I don't want to be political. What do you think about cancel culture? Oh, <laughs> um, I mean, I think it, it's it's happening because of politics and right. because of people's feelings. But <laughs> not talking about it, I don't think it's political. I think cancel culture, like we do, I feel like we do 50, need to I, hold people I, responsible, yeah, and accountable. Um, but I think now it it's getting to the point where it's becoming a meme because people are saying we gotta cancel Pepe Le Pew. Like, yeah, he's a he's a skunk from Looney Tunes. We yeah. don't really have to cancel him. They had to, can, they had to cancel um, Paw Patrol, that cartoon. Wait, why? Oh, because of the police brutality of George Floyd case, and they had to do the cartoon. Mm. Yeah, so we can't have a cartoon with a dog police officer. Yeah, they would do the right things within the cartoon and the context. You know, in the right context, and they had to had to take that off. Uh, yeah, so yeah, they had to take that off. I feel like in 50 years or 100 years, you know, when we say, how you doing? <gasps> you got the right to say that cancel. Now, I feel like we're we going to go in that way. I feel like it's like, wow. You know, you think it'll get to that point? I think it will. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. It is getting out of hand, I think. Um. We could we could, um go into another segue. Yeah, yeah. If you have something in mind, yeah, you can you can do that. Oh no, um, nothing, nothing else. I'm very yeah. I'm more of an introvert. I have, but I have extrovert qualities like this. Me know? too. Yeah. This so, is what happens when you put two of us together. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I have, um. Yeah. So and that's all. Like um, I'm just a yeah. So you're in. You came from Milwaukee. Yes. Went to Chicago. Now you're in school here in Charleston. Where do you see yourself living? 
where do you want to live? As of like, which mean? Like, where do you want to? When you're done in Charleston, you're moving and you want to get a house where, oh, like, let's say where your house would be. Oh, hopefully I'll be. Hopefully I'll be going to the NFL. To the NFL. Yeah. Any particular team? Any particular uh, place? No, no particular. Oh, no, okay. So you're just like yeah. depending on yeah. what team. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about like in the future and you retire? Yeah. What, if you could choose to live anywhere. Oh, if I could choose. Yeah. Probably not in America. Oh, oh. oh okay. Don't choose in America. Oh yeah. Uh, probably uh, Brazil. Probably. Brazil. Yeah. Why Brazil? I don't know. It's just. I don't know. Uh, this one girl, I was. Uh, <laughs> so it's because of a girl. No, no, it's not because of the girl. Because this one girl I should speak to, she said how Brazil is so beautiful. Gotcha. And everything like that. Yeah. So uh, I was like, okay. Uh, and then uh, when I did have social media two years ago, uh, mm-hmm. she was telling me. Uh, I used to, uh, she gave me her Instagram. I looked at it. It was just so beautiful based on what she's shown. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I might want to live there you know, one day. And so, yeah. Yeah, I've got. Um, I haven't seen a ton of Brazil, but they have really, really nice beaches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to those, but in like surfing videos and stuff, Brazil is getting like surfing's really popular there and their yeah. beaches are insane. Your so your family is are they still in Chicago right now? Half of my family is in Chicago, half of my family is in Wisconsin. Okay. Your mom and sister. My mom, my sister. All my brothers are in Mo Milwaukee right now. Okay, so they're in Milwaukee. Yeah. How old are they? Brothers so, and sisters. It's between your gap between me and my brothers. So. Ten year. Twenty. Twenty. Yeah. Oh, twenty. Wow. So everyone's forty-two, forty-one, or going on forty-two. Okay. And the other one is thirty-eight. The other one is thirty-three. My sister, she's about twenty-seven, twenty-five. My other brother is six of us. So my other brother is, uh, I believe, 25, 22, baby. Yeah. It sounds like there might be a unique perspective from if uh, from the point of view of somebody who is the youngest and their siblings yeah. go to be in their 40s. Uh, yeah. What they got to do, see, I see everybody's choices. You see choices, how people make. You see how people's, from, a, from an inner family perspective, mm-hmm. you see how people's life is and how the outcome comes if you make those choices. Like, whoa, like, okay, I, I think I, I need to make better choices for my life from a financial perspective, from a mental perspective, you know, relationships perspective. And uh, yeah, it, it helps out being a younger looking up, you know, so you see a lot more. What about closeness with them? Because I'm fi- I'm only five years apart from my sister, and I used to think that was kind of yeah. a lot. There is a, a generation gap, though. You could tell, right. like, yeah, yeah is it, you could tell your maneuver, you know what I'm saying? dress and what they talk about if they like that you know you could beat a middle ground but there is a generation gap so it's kind of hard so the two older brothers but Irvin and Kane my mm-hmm. older brother they close they connected now my brother and sister uh, that's 33 27 they connected right. me and my brother we're not connected though we're not you know what I'm saying um, we just not very two different people your brother he you said he's 24 25 25 okay gotcha yeah so that's like three years. Yeah, five years. I think it's kind of similar. When it gets to that certain point, you're into different things at yeah. different times. So, like my sister liked Hannah Montana, and I yeah. was in middle school, and I was yeah. like, I don't like Hannah Montana. I don't like High School Musical. And so we didn't have that thing to relate over. Okay. Was it kind of similar? Um. Yeah. So 
brought up was very close. Me, my sister, my other brother. But the one that was 25, one that was 27. We, we grew up close in the house of school. Oh, up. I thought you said you weren't close with the one that was 25. Not now. Not now. Not now. Now oh. growing up. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you and your sister. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, my sister, she was a girly girl. Uh, she had us playing house. Forced us, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Playing house. And me and my brother, we, we watched this movie called Dinosaurs. It came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, yeah. You remember that? You yeah, know? with like the CG dinosaurs. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was very great. Uh, we used to watch like live Disney movies, basically. I think at the time, the early 2000s, Disney movies were big. We used to watch them a lot. And yeah, we were very close. We used to act like dinosaurs, you know, and stuff like that. And yeah, we were very close. Not until we um, got older, when you actually have to you know, adopt responsibility for your life, right. you, you see how people's, you know, you start gonna, seeing how people make yeah, different choices. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? My life, you know, my family, in my opinion, my was it close. I mean, we we never had a, a strong foundation because we always looking towards. I, I feel like if if we had a a strong masculine energy within that in our mm-hmm. family, which we never had, I think we would have been better off, a little bit more better off. You know what I'm saying? That's all. So I think that's where the disconnect kind of, in my opinion. So yeah. Are you close with uh, any of your sisters or my my sister? Yeah, we kind of close. Yeah, still okay. What uh, what's she doing? What's uh, she doing? I think she's a nurse. I, I gotta check up on that. We don't talk. I'll talk to my family like that for real. Like my phone is off. Uh, like I really don't talk to nobody like that. But last time I seen her last year, uh, summer, she was a nurse. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. She have a family actually. Got a got a, um. She's engaged. Got got kids. So yeah, she's nice. Oh, I'm actually kind of curious what the answer for this is. I guess I should just ask this first because we were talking about cancel culture, so I don't want to yeah. say it, the wrong thing ever. Um, but do you celebrate any holidays where there are gifts that are given? Uh, like Christmas, Hanukkah, birthdays? We stop giving. We stop giving up. Nah, I don't celebrate it. Did you ever, though? Oh, yeah, we literally, yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite present that you received? What was it? I think we got an Xbox. An Xbox? Yeah, the Xbox. That Xbox one, the regular Xbox. Okay, the first Xbox. Yeah, the first first Xbox. Which uh what game do you remember playing most? Like if you close your eyes and you're you, you boot up your Xbox, what game is playing? Oh, uh, Halo. Uh, Halo. Halo one, Halo, Halo. two. Uh, those yeah. are good choices. Yeah, uh Halo One, Halo Two, The Matrix. Well, I think a lot of people didn't play. I don't know. Um The Matrix. What what other game that was out? It's this game called Def Jam, Fight for New York, Street Basketball, Street Football, Greta Falls, San Andreas. And yeah, those those are games I yes. do remember as a childhood, you know, growing up, having those gifts, yeah. Grand Theft Auto was one of those games where you could you could have a friendship built solely off of that game. Yes. Like the whole like, neighborhood used to uh be in my house and we used to be in the other people's house and yeah. I didn't have it, and but my next door neighbor, who was a couple years younger than me, did have it, and I would go to his house just to play it. Which game? Which which one was it? San Andreas. Oh yeah, San Andreas. Yeah. I think that's the best in my opinion. Yeah. Why do you think that's the best? Like, I so, Vice City also is good. It's got a really good soundtrack. Like yeah. Vice City's soundtrack, it's got that whole '80s aesthetic to it. Yeah. San Andreas, though, I think just had the funnest gameplay. The, because the, best story the, the cheats were so good, the storyline okay. was really good too. Um, but it was just fun to play. Yeah, because you had like you could uh, have your cars fly, and then yeah. you could have a tank fly through the air, uh, and you could use the cannon on the tank to like propel yourself through the air. Uh, do you remember any cheat codes? Yeah, you do. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I forgot. It was up, down, left, right, B. Oh, something. I forgot. It was up, down, left, right. I don't actually know. I don't remember them for, for that one. I remember because you get more money. Like, I forgot, like, yeah. up, down, left, right. Yeah. 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 I only remember one from Grand Theft Auto 5. Five. Oh, but I don't, I haven't, I don't have my PlayStation 2 anymore for San Andreas. So I haven't been able to play it in a long time. So it, sound, it sounds like when, uh, when you read or consume media, it's centered around learning more about people. Yes. Like with uh, Jordan Peterson. Yes. So where where does that start with? Uh, oh, I want to get to know people more so you can connect with people more. Right. Um, and that's all culturally, um, emotionally, you know, stuff like that. Like us right now, you know, probably after this, you know, say, hey, hey, like mm-hmm. we, we start chatting more, you know. Right. At more. the beginning, it's a little bit slower. And yeah. Then, yeah. And stuff like that. So that's why, you know, me and Kevin, you know Kevin? Kevin. In our oh, radio um, class. Yeah, the one that sits like diagonal for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. We help. We uh, we talk. You know, what I'm saying, just, just close that gap. You know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. just get connected. So you know, what I'm saying, that's all. What are some common things among people that you've noticed, like ignoring people? Some people are introverts. Some people are extroverts. What are some things that most, if not all, people do that you noticed? Now, since the social media, everybody's connected to their phone. Like everybody's introverted. For real, uh, you know me. I'm trying to be more. I'm trying to get more, more um trace of extrovertness. You know what I'm saying? But everybody's mm-hmm. so introverted. So we talk to him like, why he's talking? You know what I'm saying? Everybody's so introverted. You know, everybody's so closed in because of social media. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, that's our that, that's our communication now. Social media. It's, it's like, uh, yeah, because even the extroverted people would, because you can kind of tell which who's who. Yeah. But even the extroverted people that are on their phones, like they're they're being extroverted on their phone. Yes. Like they're the type of people that are posting a lot, yeah. interacting a lot. Yes. But then you've got the introverts who are also on their phone and yeah. they're introverted on the phone as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, to where they might not be interacting so much, but they're also they could be talking to their friends. Yes. So it's like you can't be extroverted just out in public yeah. to strangers. You're extroverted in your your friend group yes which is really weird it hasn't been like that yeah before. i think we, lo- we lost a lot about friendships mm-hmm. relationships and stuff like that because you know back in the 80s 90s and 2000s you know they used to talk you know the culture was was rich you know what i'm saying yeah. uh, that's kind of why i made this podcast uh, yeah, yeah that's why po- see that's why podcasts i think i think youtube is letting podcast radio come back very big because mm-hmm. you know you have the breakfast club with charlamagne god you have uh Kelly and Ryan Seacrest, you know, podcast now, you know, it's it's coming back big. Yeah, because we can't, people aren't, they don't think about, and sometimes they don't want to go up to somebody and talk Yeah. right now during this time. Um, I was like, let's have people on and they can talk to as many people who want to listen. Thanks for having me, for you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, you know, this is the first time I actually, I'm really talking to someone like in some years, like actually have the combo with, yeah, yeah, and with that, you know, what I'm saying, I, I, I just got to learn a lot about myself. You know, my talking got way better. You know, and, what I'm saying, and I have more confidence. You know, to talk, to speak up. And yeah. actually, you're the first person who I've talked to in a while, who I haven't previously talked to at least a little bit beforehand. Okay. Like we've talked a little bit in class and when we see each other around campus, um, but like the the guests that I've had on before, like I knew my teacher previously, so I talked to him before, even if it was when I was a kid. 
Second guest was my one of my roommates, so I've talked to him a lot. Third guest was my RA, so I've talked to him, seeing him on my floor all the time. And then the episode that comes out tomorrow, the fourth one, my other roommate. So you're like the first person in a long time who I've had like a conversation with past 10 minutes. Uh, it was a nice speaking to you. Bro. Yes, I've noticed some things about me too. So with this, it helped me prepare to, uh, to speak more fluently, to mm-hmm. speak more to where people could get me. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like that. So yeah. I had a great time, for real. All right, me too. And I, I look forward to, uh, I'm still here for one more year, so I expect okay. you to walk on the football team. All right, got you, man. I'll, I'll, keep like, you, I'll keep you updated. I'll be like, I talked to him before he got there. Yeah. All right. The song used in today's episode is Autonomo by Schmeckeldorf. That's S-H-M-E-C-K-L-E-D-O-R-F. Check him out on SoundCloud. He's one of my good friends from back home, and it sure means a lot to me. I'd like to again thank Isaiah for coming on today. If you have a story from your life that's important to you and wish to come on as a guest to share it, no matter what it is, email me at tmdevore at eiu.edu. And don't forget, if you could rate this podcast and leave a review, even if it's negative, That will help me a lot as I continue to try to perfect this weird thing the newspaper is letting me do, which means higher quality episodes for you guys. And speaking of episodes, there will be a new one every Friday. You guys have heard the deal. I've I've talked about it before. It's same outro pretty much for every episode. So you guys, you guys get it. You're smart.